0: Of Say Something Interesting podcast coming out at you from Eastlake Tri Cities in the beautiful, not too cold, but slightly oh, colder it's than last freezing. week. Are you kidding me? Okay, well, compared cold to right now, 60% I mean, I of the country. <laughs> I know I'm talking
1: to somebody from the Northeast, right? It's not this 66
0: is... degrees anymore, so we can shed a tear, but it's not. 30 degrees, yeah. so we're, we're I'm, okay. I'm
1: just not used to it at this point. I think I've gotten so used to a warm warm winter that uh, it was a little bit breezy today, and I was like, man, it is chilly How out here. How dare you, Mother How Nature? How dare <laughs> you? It's the middle of February already. Let's go. Let's get these buds on these trees, and let's get moving. You know what I mean? Well, we have buds on our trees in our neighborhood. It's all crazy. Po- the already. poor things
0: are confused. I heard that the grape growers are nervous because... The grapes have kind of the vines have started turning over. Too early. Yeah, but if the temperature dips like it's been dipping, then it could totally ruin their crop and yeah. set them back. So
1: yeah, true.
0: The, the downsides. But this podcast is not a so weather podcast. Your voice
1: going into these. We always uh, just so you guys know, <laughs> we always bounce back and we we'll try to remember to bounce back and forth and who does the opening, so it doesn't it's not dominated by one person. And her voice is so much softer than mine. Mine is so harsh. Like after the intro music, <laughs> mine must feel like just like oh my gosh, I gotta, you know, turn my speakers down. And with yours, I feel like it's like, I gotta like punch this up a little bit because <laughs> something wrong here.
0: So, no, I'm just channeling my inner Delilah.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. That's what it kind of sounds like. <laughs> Thanks for calling us Delilah.
0: But uh, uh, yeah, we don't talk about the weather always. This podcast is supposed to digest the message over here at East yeah. Lake Tri-Cities. We're both pastors there. I'm Margo. I have Brent with me. Yep. And uh, we just kind of take our talk from Sunday, dig into it a little bit deeper. Continue that train of thought. Maybe some things that we just didn't have enough time to say because we wanted to get you out and watching your Olympics on your couch or whatever you've been doing. And uh, it's great. And then we usually share something that we found interesting or fascinating or intriguing.
1: We started a new relationship series uh, this weekend called. It's we didn't complicated. start a new
0: relationship. A new relationship series. No,
1: yeah, just just a series <laughs> on it. And uh, it's about. And this is like the classic time to be able to talk about this because I even had somebody come up to me last night as I was talking about uh, earlier, and and she. Um, she attends our night service to help serve, but her family she goes with her husband and family to a different church in the morning. And uh,
0: she double dips. It's okay.
1: Double dips. She's yeah. Anyways, and she goes. Uh, are, is there some website that pastors go to to figure out what to talk about? Because my church is my other church is doing a series on relationships right now, and and I was like, no, I mean that'd be great if there was that website that'd save me a lot of time. But no, well, it's,
0: apart from the liturgical calendar, maybe.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's just, you know, it's February. It's less is uh, like a, you can't avoid it. You What's can't. This? It's, it's Valentine's day this week, Margo. This is your first Valentine's day as a married person. Are you, yeah. are, is this, is this, is, does it raise the bar or does it lower the bar for you? I, I'm too, I'm too far away from, I don't remember what, uh, Valentine's day was like, what, uh, like pre-marriage. It was like 13 s- years ago. So like
0: being pretty candid, I've kind of always hated Valentine's day. Okay. My Valentine's Day in the past have been pretty bad. Okay. Uh, I got dumped on a Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, that's rough.
0: Uh, I spent another Valentine's Day in a police department. Not for me, but like to file some reports that weren't fun to file. Oh, man. <laughs> against a person.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So, like,
1: Valentine's so Day. So the bar's is, is super low for Matt. It's super low. Wow, like, he's so I feel lucky. like he
0: could give me a hug and I'd be like, all right, like, blown out. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so do you have expectations for him? He doesn't. We just talked about this. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so you're no. safe. Um, so, I mean, what? I th- mean, this would be a fun game. What do you think he's going to do oh, or buy have I have, to, I have to tell
0: him. Otherwise, like, here's a good example. For Christmas, he knew, okay, I have to buy her a Christmas present. He didn't think, like, even though our stockings have been hanging up for a month, oh, I have to get stuff for her stocking. So I went and, like got him tons that like actually had too much to fit in his stocking and had to like wrap some other stuff. And then he's like, "Oh, you didn't buy stuff for your stocking, too?" I was like, "Why would I buy stuff for my stocking?"
1: <laughs> so he got you a Christmas gift but yes. nothing in your stocking.
0: Yes. So like, I feel like sometimes he needs he needs some little help. So he did he did throw out there the idea of getting um the Journey Def Leppard tickets, not into Def Leppard, but Love Journey in the sure. Gorge. But they're super expensive. And I don't, like, yeah. You still
1: haven't been to a concert at the course. I know. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual experience. (laughs) It is really good.
0: But I only want to see half of it. Like, Mm. I feel like it's kind of not a... You
1: should talk him to Sasquatch.
0: Yeah, that's even more expensive.
1: (laughs) That's true. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So for me, it's hard, like, it's hard for me to consider shelling out big bucks. Well, like, he has a birthday coming up next month, and our sixth month is the 19th, so... It's kind of like, let's just go out to dinner on the 19th and then do something small. So, you're not
1: expecting much from him for Valentine's Day? I told him if you can
0: find daffodils, I would love that. Like, just giving them an easy out. And then I'm like, let's just buy steaks and cook dinner at home. (laughs) Nice. I like that. That is the plan.
1: Yeah. So before I get to Valentine's expectations for my wife and I, uh, speaking of stockings, it just reminded me that did I have I told you what I got my wife for in her stocking this last year? I mean, it's probably, probably the best stocking gift so. I've ever gotten her. It, it's not all impressive for most people, and it didn't cost me very much. In fact, I found That's it the best in the clearance gift. section at the bookworm over in Kennewick, which is like this old bookstore. Uh, we were out there, they do like Crafts for Kids Day, and, and so we took all the kids there. and- Basically free babysitting for forty-five minutes is what that means. And I was looking through this clearance section, and I saw a book by Al Roker. Okay. Called Al Roker wrote a book called the The Morning Show Murder Mystery or something like that. And it is based on basically like a Today Show type setting, but then a murder takes place. So
0: like Michael Scott writing a oh a, totally an action this film is threat story. level midnight. <laughs>
1: absolutely in book format with Al Roker and Al Roker is her absolute hero in life she uh, honestly that would be her cheat like the whole you know celebrity cheat that would probably be her cheat but you
0: feel pretty good about yourself that it's Al Roker I and do. not I like, do. Chris Hemsworth I, yeah, there because
1: at, at that point i uh, you know i'm, I'm not I, I wouldn't consider myself a super handsome individual but like i got i got Albeat. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so if she's going for Al, I just know it's just true love at that point. And so I'm good with it. So anyways, I, I like snuck it to the front. I paid a whole 50 cents for Woo. it. And then I kept it a secret. That was the big part for like a month and a half. It was in a drawer at the house. And I was like so afraid that she would be like cleaning or something and find this and be like, what? Al wrote and then, so that morning, Christmas morning, she got she opened up her stocking, and there's usually nothing in there. Like usually, I'm digging through the cupboards the night before, going, "Is there any Swedish fish anywhere in this house? Is there Aww. a package of M Ms? Because it is just, expensive. We just man. don't do like stockings that much. But anyways, and then when she said she thought there was nothing in her stocking because it's a flat book, obviously. And so the kids are like, "Mom, check your stocking." She's like, "Oh, it's okay." And I'm like, "No, you should really check it. <laughs> you should really check it. I got some good reading material for you." So, anyways, that was an exciting thing. Uh, Valentine's Day for us is like it's um, a little more complicated when you got tons of littles. Oh my gosh! And our twins turned five today. Today's their birthday, and then London's is um, uh, let's see Sunday, and so we've got we're like Valentine's Day is sandwiched between three of our kids, three of our four kids' birthdays, uh, so it is a little bit crazy. We had a party on Saturday for the twins. We got another party on Monday for London. Um, so I don't anticipate a whole lot. We don't. We don't do. I'll probably get flowers or something or a card or something nice. But we don't do like dinner out or anything. At this point, four kids, you're like dinner out sounds like more work Let's than Do some fun. Uber
0: Eats. You know, cook Maybe some that, yeah. cook some craft mac and cheese for the kiddos. Yeah. And then Uber she was Eats distraught herself. when
1: she saw that McDonald's is doing Uber Eats now. We were walking out of McDonald's the other day, and she goes, Uber Eats, McDonald's. Are you kidding me, guys? How l- lazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, French fries have just, to be eaten within, like, a I minute know. anyways. I come on, <laughs> man. We
1: deliver soggy fries on time, every time, you know what I mean? But
0: you can, you can get lots of pretty good food on Uber Eats, so... Yes, yeah, there, d- there are
1: way better options than McDonald's, no slamming McDonald's, but if you if you really want your fries, just freaking go in the store and get them, you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's be real. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so that has nothing to do with our, our series, but... Uh, <laughs> It is that season and we talked, well, about, talked
0: about expectations. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We talked about hope, dreams, and desires and how we all enter into relationships with those things. And uh, if we're not careful, then we take those out of our box of hope, dreams, and desires and put it into the box of expectations on our spouse or significant other or partner or whatever. And it can feel like, it, for us, it just feels like this is who I am. For them, it feels like this is a standard I have to live up to. And even when I do live up to it, it doesn't feel like... I'm doing you a favor it feels like you kind of expected it from me and so therefore uh, I'm not really getting any kudos for it I'm not I'm not really experiencing gratitude this is just what I'm supposed to do as the husband or I'm supposed to do as the wife and that is very true especially coming into a a weekend like or a week like Valentine's Day weekend where you know uh, there are going to be some some guys who buy flowers for their wives and it's it, and I'm not trying to side with the guys on this. It's not like guys AKA, are getting screwed. Also, but. go
0: to Costco. Cheapest flowers. Oh, and for the some nicest. of the best. Absolutely right. Totally. It's worth It's worth it, guys.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, when when the flowers are given on Valentine's Day, it's not like, it, again, it, in that moment, it's like, well, I kind of expected on Valentine's Day. You'd be more Day. mad if
0: they didn't show up, but you're not super grateful that they do show up.
1: Right. Yeah. Or And if you did it a week earlier, if you delivered flowers what? on February 7th. They would be like, "What flowers? Oh my gosh, I love it. you know all that kind of stuff." You do it on the fourteenth, and there's just expectations that, "Oh, good, you checked the box, you got the red ones, you upgraded and bought the red ones." And we good all know what the
0: uh, other side of the expectations are,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah. Dot dot dot. PG <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> So there's so many expectations going into Valentine's Day weekend, just on a really practical basis. We took it on a more broader approach in terms of, you know, what we want our life to look like or how we want to handle finances or what our family is going to look like, what we're going to drive and all of that. But just in a very microscopic um, level, you'll see it and you'll experience it in life. I mean, this podcast drops on... Tuesdays usually, which is Valentine's Day, is it not? No,
0: Wednesday.
1: Am, am I am I off on Oh yeah, yeah, it's Wednesday. You're right. So, for, for, yeah. So this might be a day early for you or whatever, but um, it's you're, good. We're you're getting ahead see, of the ball. Yeah, you're gonna see the expectations. You're gonna see, um, guys at Walmart at seven o'clock at night going flipping through the card section, going, please, oh something that's oh decent. Oh gosh. Look what's left over, just the scraps. And then there's always
0: the, do I go with the funny card or the <laughs> sincere card? <laughs> right. The struggle's always real. Right,
1: and, and when you go like Wednesday at 7 p.m. at that night, here's what you find. Happy Valentine's Day, Mom, and you've got to take a Sharpie marker and scratch out Mom. <laughs> to the and write mom and of, it, of my children. <laughs> to the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to adapt and make it work because that's all that's left. you know.
0: Guys, she'll probably appreciate a handwritten card anyways oh, so get a blank one and just know what you do so Here, here's work. an insider tip find a card that the inside is exactly like oh i could never come up with something that wonderful take a picture in your phone of what it says get a blank card or just fold a piece of paper draw a heart in the front and then write the same message
1: Dude, love hacks with Margot. <laughs> thats is is that they're is, gonna that think good. that Absolutely. you are
0: brilliant and sensitive sure. and you got it Except for probably cheaper. Except you're going to write something
1: like, I bequeathed my love to you. And wow. they're going to be like, you don't even know what bequeath means. <laughs> you stole that from somewhere. You Google Pinterest, you know, whatever, and, and figured something out to be able to write. But kudos for the effort. A for effort or whatever. But um, Anything specific to jump out to you in terms of uh, the, the message? Any other talking off points?
0: I really, I like, we kind of touched on it, but I really... Enjoyed you talking about showing gratitude for things like not just on Valentine's Day, but um, I feel like even I mean, we're almost six months into our marriage and we've fallen into routine like I know I do these chores. I have my after work every day after work. I clean the kitchen like I just wipe up countertops and put things away and get the living room looking like someone doesn't live there and <laughs> like little, little things. I have my routine. And then I know like there's certain things like he always takes out the trash. He always does this. He always does that. Um, and I try to be good about saying thank you, but even saying thank you, like can just roll off the ears. So just that being more intentional um, with just not expecting him to do these things and not being frustrated if they don't happen. Kind of living out of the mindset of loving generously without expecting anything in return. It's, it's tough. I know. We, I liked you talked about uh, the the position you're put in when you order food at a counter and pick it up. And you're like, it has a tip line. Yeah. <laughs> Do I tip? And this is me and Matt were eyeing each other, and I was giving him some eye darts because he struggles with the idea of tipping. In general. The, in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got actually in a pretty pretty good good argument in Hood River because Hood River's it's beautiful but it's touristy and they charge accordingly mm-hmm. and we're in some place that had like decent sandwiches, pizza and he didn't appreciate the price of a sandwich. I think it was like 12 bucks, which I mean is, is higher price for a sandwich, but
1: so he I like how you said that I don't appreciate the price of this sandwich. Oh, he
0: was, okay. Excuse me. can I talk to a manager? <laughs> so like to talk to the to pricing ta- manager, please. To take out his frustration, he didn't give a tip. I was like,
1: penalize the server exactly. I'm for like, the they management's have, decision to overcharge.
0: They have no input, sure, on what the, and he doesn't like. He's like, oh, it's a lie. They all they get paid minimum minimum wage. I'm like, no, like there's actually a loophole where you don't have to pay wait staff. Like some restaurants do, but you don't have to pay. Wait staff minimum wage, actually, and they make up with it in tips. In
1: Washington State, you this is in Oregon though. Oh, okay. I don't know about Oregon, but Washington State is is one of the states where servers make minimum wage and they get all their tips, which is because well, there's pretty sometimes thing, right? like I know um, in Texas it's like two eighteen an hour, and then you make your tips on top of that. Which at that point, then I'm like, hey, you really do have to tip because. This is this is what's going on, but But, anyway. And
0: like our server was wonderful and very attentive and but not over attentive and quick with drinks and quick with food. And I'm just like you're just have put a bee in her bonnet for the rest of the day because you're mad.
1: (laughs) I guarantee you didn't say put a bee in her bonnet.
0: Oh, I said many things. I know, (laughs) but that wasn't
1: one of them. You may have said you're being a bee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I but I was like legit super mad and you can't be like here put the tip on my debit card and the like say, right like oh i was so mad cuz to me that's that's ridiculous yeah like i feel bad even giving a low tip to subpar service that's just a bleeding heart in I me i know
1: it's so hard especially like when were you ever a server did you ever work yeah. as yeah
0: so i have tons of empathy yeah. for
1: Cause I did, I mean, that's how I went through high school and college and that's, that's my whole life. I I knew I was a server until I was a pastor and then that's it. You know, I've never done anything else beyond that really. Um, And so I know what it's like to, to serve a table and try and, you know, and and walk away and get nothing for it. Or sometimes you get like a really good tip and you're like, I'm so sorry, this, that was not a good service. You are just, you were doing this out of the goodness of your heart and I'm glad that you came in, but you know, we were just slammed or whatever. But anyways, I, I felt like it's a, a good illustration because Um, tips that you can tell the ones that are out of obligation and you can tell the ones that are genuinely like, thank you for making this experience a fun one for me and my family and my wife. You know, sorry that my kids doused your floor with all kinds of, Crackers are going to take you half an hour to clean up. Um, we're leaving, by the way, and you're going to clean it up. So here's a little extra out of a thank you, you know, above and beyond. I think in the tipping world, you do, there, you know, you notice the difference between gratitude. Like, I didn't expect that. And so thank you versus um, it's just, here's the social. I do 15% or I do 20% or whatever it is, or 10%. Um,
0: so I don't get myself in trouble. Yeah,
1: so I, I don't look like an idiot. So you don't jerk. take a picture of my bill and post it on your Twitter account with, you know, look at this. my last name and go, look at this cheap guy and all that kind of stuff. Um,
0: Which I feel like sometimes you can fall into that right in a relationship being like, oh, I better do this. Otherwise, she's going to get on me. about. Totally.
1: And that was the point of the message. That was really – that's when you go into compromise, you don't realize it. Like you never – you never voice out, out the idea that, hey, let's just compromise on, on all of these, on our hopes, dreams, and desires, and I'll get some of mine and you get some of yours, and we'll just see how it works out. And hopefully, it'll be even at the end. Um, and, but, but then we start keeping score, and then we really don't experience true gratitude at all. Um, it's always just, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And even if when you go above and beyond, all that means for me is I have to do it next time to catch up. And so, um, it's not, I'm not like thankful for it. I'm, I'm more like, oh. I mean, when you start having kids, it's like, um sh- you know Kylie and I will she'll go out for a girl's night or a but she's in a book club or whatever, and I'll stay home with the kids, but then it's almost like you know she'll come back and be like the whole time I'm thinking about how." you know, I struggle with the idea that now I owe you, like you get to go do a boys night and, and I have to stay home with the kids and do that. And and as much as you try and be like, sometimes, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. But then other times you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really difficult, man, to, to get out of that trap. But if you don't, then you never, you never really process through gratitude. And uh, that's the practical point of taking away this is getting to a spot where you can practice that on a regular level that that can be a part of your relationship because when it's compromised, you, you don't, it become you begin to distrust or lack trust in the relationship. It's not characterized by trust and without mm-hmm. trust, there's no intimacy. There's no relationship. So yep. That's the big, the big piece. So I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a fun series. I think um, the, the beauty of a relationship series is that there's so many humor points and you can um, you can touch on some things that make people nervous and they're there with their partner or with their husband or st- or wife or whatever. And, and you're so, thinking that
0: like, oh, Pastor Brent has some surveillance going on. Yeah, so you well, know. we're <laughs> laughing,
1: but we're also like looking at each other like, ah, ha, 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 oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can't wait for this drive home, that kind of thing. I love that because it feels like we're in this together, like this is a team effort deal as opposed to if i do a message on greed or if i do a message on pride or something like that typically one partner is more greedy or or more driven or more this than the other one and and they both know it and so they're both like yeah you do have stuff to work on you know what i mean <laughs> uh, whereas with relationships it's we have we've got some some things to work on so it's it's See i i was
0: admittedly feeling like that a little bit when you're talking about hope streams and expectations and stuff like that I'm like i know very clearly what mine are and then i was sitting there thinking i don't know what matt's are and then i was like oh man that must mean that i'm always winning that i'm always (laughs) getting my i mean he's already like moved over here for me found a new job for me doing a different life for me and i'm like i was feeling pretty crummy so we get home and i'm like babe what are they and he's like "Uh, i don't have any (laughs) and
1: i was like (laughs) that actually sounds like him (laughs) The way that you just said that. Like, if I close my eyes, will you do that again? And then I'm just, that's totally mad. Like, I mean, I have to up the base a little bit, but oh my golly. Uh, I don't have any.
0: And that, wow. and I was like, no, really? He's like, I was sitting there thinking of it, too. And he's like, I, I don't have any expectation. I'm like, you don't have a dream, like, in your perfect world, what would your life look like? And he's, and I mean, this is Mr. Sunday School coming out. He's like... I just want to be used by God and available to oh, Him. I was yeah. like, "Oh come, on, come,
1: come like on, Matt, get off your high horse."
0: And he would he would give me nothing. Yeah, nothing. So I was like, "Well, if we all all always defer to my hopes and dreams, then don't start griping because you haven't shared yours with me."
1: <laughs> I win. We all recognize I win. Now it is interesting because your engagement was. You guys only knew each other for. I don't know how many months it was a pretty short engagement yeah. too and so it's like you're right like I may you know I haven't had a lot of time to be able to do like we've do talked about
0: like when do we want to have a family what would raising kids look like do we want to have a... we've talked about these things yeah but he's like he's despite being loud and liking to stir the pot he actually personally doesn't really have like much of a personal preference with most things in life <laughs> He just does it to to do it and to shake things up. But yeah. when it comes down to it, when you take off the layers of bravado, he's just like, I actually don't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. so that brings up a good question. How do you discover, um, how do you uh, figure out what the hopes, dreams, and desires are of your partner? You know, is it like a we go out to dinner and we talk about it? Is it we go, we have to take a weekend vacation and go do this? Or... And I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it it does come over time. I don't think that it can happen in a moment. I don't think it's a conversation that you check a box on because uh, I think sometimes those things can change. I think that once... We well, could
0: just ask someone like, where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? What's your career goal? What's your you know personal life goal? And I feel like some of those can shed light on on what those may be. They may not be able to answer you explicitly, but that may help to shape at least the general area that they're trying to aim for
1: yeah yeah
0: help me guys i don't know <laughs> i'm just like this just makes it a lot harder for me because i'm gonna constantly be checking in to make sure that we're just not going with captain Margot steering this boat in whatever direction <laughs> she wants i'm like i want some input here Oh,
1: captain my captain <laughs> yeah i i told kylie the other day when we were we went out just the two of us my mom had the kids and we got a chance to go to that new proof restaurant which was awesome and got more truffle fries, which were delicious. Um, and she she was asking, this was before the series, this was like two weeks ago, and like, you know, how you doing, everything, checking, just doing like an emotional check-in, and you know, it was one of those times where I'm like, I'm good, I I don't know that I've got like a strong like vision direction right now, like I'm Need working on that. Board. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I guess that's what it was. Like, <laughs> for a while it was like finished school, right? And then it was... Um, uh, Just, like, there's some work-related, like, get this nights thing. That was a fun, like, okay, that's a project to be able to go do. And now we've got that kind of going. So I do go through seasons where um, you're, like, I'm not sure what the next big thing is. I I don't think you always have to have something big. I told her that, too. I'm, like, I'm not, like, worried about it. Um,
0: I know a lot of people, it's, like, very practical things. Like, I'd like to get out of debt. I'd like to, you know, put this much away for the kids' college funds. I'd like to, you know. Yeah, yeah learn this skill or be more proficient in this.
1: Yeah. So I came up with kind of like a shorter term, like I know I want to do this better. I want to be, I want to be more systematic at, um, and more intentional about just physical activity and, um, gym or like doing something. Like I know that, it's been a little bit spotty. Like I do it when it makes sense and when it's comfortable. And if it's not with kids, it's just easier to be like, not today, you know what I mean, <laughs> or whatever. And so um trying to be like, no, you gotta, we gotta push through and gotta have, gotta wake up earlier, gotta, you know, gotta do whatever it takes to be able to make that more of a, of a of a priority. But that's like not, that's like just a really small picture type thing. But that was just, I don't know, something to give a little bit of vision towards and, and her to be able to hear me out and be like, and then have her go, okay, if that's really a priority, then let's talk through, specific schedule what could that look like and that was I think just a good beneficial thing for us but
0: what would you say yeah. to people that may not it may not translate as well for their lives if they're not in a relationship what are some good connectors because we're all in relationship it's just not always romantic relationship
1: yeah uh, no I think uh, Like, what does
0: this series look like in relation to my coworkers or my parents or my friends
1: I think um Well, speaking from just an office standpoint, I know that uh, one of our office um, teammates or whatever, Ann, um, does those vision boards that you mentioned. Like that seems to be a passion for her. Like every once in a while. Like she
0: sets her goals and she gets them. Like she's good at that.
1: So I I think that that is something that, is a healthy thing to have something to shoot for, and and you may not be that type that person that drive, like she does that. I think like every six months or something like that. It might be like a once every two years thing for you, but having something to go. What is it that I want? What do I want to do? What do I want to be? What do I want a year from now to look like? Um, and maybe I'm like I'm not driven by goals though. I'm not that. I'm not doing that. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know that I'm that may this may be like really good for certain personalities and not as good for others, but understanding what my hopes, dreams, and desires are, even if those hopes, dreams, and desires are just to keep the boat afloat or to to be you know stable or um, for those coming out of like an addiction, just to be healthy again or to be exactly as I am. Like for a lot of people, it's like, it's not that I want to move forward, I want to stay stable for a year because I've never had stability in my life because mm-hmm. my life has been a series of, you know, I try hard and then I set back, try hard and then, you know, set back, set back, set back, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, for for those types of personalities, f- perhaps um, stability is a, a big enough goal to be able to reach, and that's that's great, you know. So
0: I think it's always important to at least have vision of where, you, what direction you want to head, and even if it's like I want to stay in my good spot, continue making good choices, because if you don't know what direction you want to push towards, or what goal, or what um space you want to be existing in then you're usually going to find yourself not there like in my head i don't put my gps or say like you know i want to go to orlando and then just start driving without actually like continue checking like am i heading in the right direction if i take this turn off the highway is this putting me closer to that or or away from that and that way it kind of helps you as you're going along life making choices being like is this going to help me in that direction or pull me away from it?
1: And the good news is you can start practicing gratitude in a relationship, outside of relationship, and it's always going to help you in life. And it'll give you a better sense of even understanding what humility looks like in our life too. When we're gratitude, when we're grateful, when we have gratitude, when we we are gratitude, that doesn't make any sense. But when we have gratitude, um, we don't feel like we're deserving of it. And so that puts us in a better understanding of not only how to make friends and be a good person that people like to be around, but also an understanding of God's grace in our life too, because we respond with gratitude towards the grace that has been given to us. Not like, well, yeah, I do deserve this. Thanks. Uh, thanks for loving me, but I kind of expected it because I've been a pretty good person. You know what I mean? Um, that's not at all what the gospel talks about. So uh, you get to practice gratitude no matter what season of life you're in, or what relationships you find yourself in. However, when you are in a long-term deep personal relationship gratitude is uh sort of the fuel that keeps that stuff going so check it out we should probably transition to our uh say our our things that we found interesting these are oftentimes not related to the specific topic just cool things that we uh based on the title of the podcast um found interesting in our life something we read watched or experienced uh i'll let you go first margo what do you think I'll let you. You go first. It's your turn. You said, I want to go so first. I'm so grateful
0: that you're letting me no. go first. Prior to this podcast, she goes, I'm
1: going first. Mine's, mine's dark. So. Yeah,
0: which you can usually expect from mine. I don't know. That stuff is just like so intriguing to me. Uh, but I was digging through. There's. Um, she's got a
1: note sheet out. You guys I can't do. see this, but she's got like a note sheet with a bunch of writing on it, guys. She's so I just want to make sure I
0: get the facts right. Okay, good. So there's a Facebook group slash blog that I really love. It's called Messy. Nessie with an N chic and it's normally just like look at this
1: C-H-I-C yeah it's normally
0: like look at this cool abandoned chateau in France or look at this like really crazy wallpaper ad from the 60s it's like kind of like Keech or no that's not the word I'm looking for. Kitsch, kitsch. Oh, kitchen. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah kind of like the weird, funny, nostalgic.
1: Yeah, I can't think of the word. I, I know, I mean, it is kitsch or kitsch, Kitch, kitschy, Kitch, Kitch, kitschy, <laughs> it's like kitsch. Someone at
0: home is Eric is on the bus oh, going dying. to class. Is like screaming in his car right
1: now. He's our our in home cri- critic.
0: <laughs> but they have really everything that they post. I usually end up reading because it it just piques my interest. And one of them they said, uh. They're kind of outraged at some new resort that's, I say new, but newly branded resort in Chile that it exists. Like They're like, this should not be a place that you vacation. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's just really ugly or bad service. But no, it's built, it's, it's now relabeled as Villa Bavaria. Which is confusing because Bavaria and Chile doesn't make sense. So you're like, okay, little little Germany, little Germany, right? And, and I was like, okay, Chile. So instantly, I'm like, there's got to be a Nazi connection because <laughs> you know. Oh no! So what happened was this guy that was in the Nazi youth and kind of not a great person left Germany in the heat of things, kind of going south, and took some of his German buddies with them and they created kind of like a mini Germany. A lot of
1: them went to South America, actually. Yes. So, they escaped. But and... they
0: created their own colony and it was um very cult like. Like once you got in you never left. There was watches
1: cult like are you sure?
0: <laughs> there was watchtowers and barbed wire and prison guards and everyone was separated by gender. So that you weren't like if you're married you never saw your spouse. And adults were separated from children, so once you had a child, you'd never see it again. Like, really dysfunctional. The guy did a bunch of horrible things, and I'll let you research that if you want to hear about it. So did this they is, wear
1: red with really big red hats?
0: <laughs> they did many awful
1: things.
0: Okay. So uh, this is horrible, and it, and they had huge weapon caches, like rocket launchers, and they were still finding weapons. Like, they randomly inspect the property to make sure that this cult isn't getting too crazy. And as recent as 2005, they are finding, like, huge amounts of military-grade weapons hidden. And I'm like, what? what is this? So this is kind of awful. But they would also, the government would actually send political, uh, like, rabble-rousers there. So during their uprising and protests in, like, the 60s and 70s, they would, instead of sending these people to prison for protesting or being the voice of movements trying to, you know, just vote for different parties, they would send them to these camps and they would disappear. <laughs> Like, Hmm. never be seen from their families again. Horrible, horrible things happening here. And so, of course, they turn it into a resort. (laughs) So, I'm, like, on TripAdvisor looking at all these beautiful history. Oh, man. I'm, like, people were kidnapped and tortured.
1: (laughs) So, you know that that, something kind of like that took place in Oregon, right? There used to be a cult um, in central Oregon and it was a it was a big one and they had a huge campus and it was I can't remember how many thousands of didn't they of turn falls. that into
0: a young life camp? Yes.
1: <laughs> it's Washington Family Ranch and it is a young life camp now and it's a That's beautiful. kinda kinda
0: like redeeming it. Like, that to oh, me yeah, feels absolutely. a little bit different. Like, oh, I see what you're like turning saying. Like, churning something is, evil for good. This is, like, literally,
1: like... Turning something evil for money. For So, you yeah, turn it... Like, it. there's
0: still people that grew up there that still live there. They still have, like, 200 residents. They're allowed to actually leave now, but they stay. Yeah. And they just sing, like, Bavarian folk songs. So, it's really awkward looking at the tourism website of, like, hot tubs and champagne bottles. And the facilities are not beautiful. They are... Ugly, like cinder block, sixties, just very utilitarian. And they're trying to sell it as this romantic Bavarian getaway. And I'm like, this should not be a moneymaker. Mm -hmm. Like this should (laughs) And they're actually making a film with Emma Watson about, about it called Colonia, or maybe it already came out about she her and her boyfriend were protesters and he was sent, he disappeared, and she knew he was sent to this camp. So she enters like, pretends that she just wants to join them, and then, like, tries to find him, and... Interesting. But I'm like, goodness gracious, and I'm, like, looking at these TripAdvisor reviews, and be like, no one, no one wants to talk about, like, of all the places that I want some r and R, I don't think I could sleep well in a place that I knew had seen such
1: We went down to Washington things. Family Ranch a few years ago, this was, like, man, ten years ago probably now, and uh, got a tour of the facility, and they showed us, like, here's like... Doors to the secret tunnels that would be from, like, the cult leader's house to, like, these. Wow, it was crazy. (laughs) Exactly. I can connect dots, yes. It was crazy. Um, So, anyways, yeah. Well, mine is a heck of a lot lighter than that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm like, I need to go first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you do. It's a good thing. Uh, So, did you watch opening ceremonies on Friday night? I
0: don't have cable. It's not on
1: cable. It's on NBC.
0: But they only let you stream, like, 20 minutes at a time or something. Well, yeah, but it's, like,
1: just over-the-air antenna. NBC over there. I air. don't
0: have an antenna. I am. I, I didn't even have a TV for 10 years. You're asking a lot of me.
1: Yeah, but Matt, sure. I mean, you guys have a TV now. I, I've seen it. I've seen him playing his games as I came and picked up my kids when you watched my kids <laughs> for me. Anyways, all right. NBC opening ceremonies. Um, one, like super short at first. We were like, I just remember the ones in in Beijing, like a few years ago, them Going being long and amazing. I mean, they were like, I can't remember how much money they spent on it and be like, wow. And these ones were like, these are great. It was fine. But it was just like, oh, and we're, we're moving on to the nations being introduced. Um, and uh, so did you know that anytime a nation is introduced, it's introduced in order of the host country's alphabet, and based on their... Oh,
0: okay, that makes sense. I'm like, I knew it was alphabetical, but I guess... Alphabetical
1: I for them, ah. and the United States was towards the front, ah. because in the uh, Korean alphabet, the uh, they refer to America as a word that starts with M, so we're that much further America. up. And so, yeah, it's not America, <laughs> but it, it means beautiful. It meant beautiful country, and so Aww. it was like all of these different things, and then all of a sudden, you United States, and then it went back to M, like Mongolia and, and Monrovia and all Which that kind Mongolia of stuff. Mongolia
0: is more beautiful than all the places. Yeah, ever. right. Yeah,
1: probably. Um, so it got me thinking too. On we were just watching this thing, and do you know the there are three languages that are used at the Olympics to introduce. Uh, like the countries. So they would say in this language, and then this language, and then this language, and then they would go. Do you know what those three are?
0: My guess would be Chinese, English, and German.
1: Okay. It's actually French, English, and then whatever language the host country speaks. And the reason it's French is because the initial founder of the IOC was a French Men. there's
0: always a French judge so that makes sense yes
1: and so uh, and that's where the the um, the offices of the IOC are and so it's always French first and it's always English second even though Chinese is a more spoken language around the world
0: that's that's what my guess is I know like English Chinese and German 1. are like2 1.2 billion of
1: people speak Chinese and only 400 or 360 million people speak English but um, that's speaking English as a primary language. It's the lingua franca of, uh, and I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but of most, <laughs> a lot of people recognize English even as a second language. Uh, more so, most people and it's study it as a in, second language in more countries. So, like more people speak Spanish in the world. Um, there's about 400 million people that speak Spanish in the world, and only about 360 edges the United States out and, or uh, the English out. However, um, more countries speak english as a second language and so therefore it goes france just based on tradition english based on a lot of a lot of countries know that it's a very universal language and then the home country gets their their kind of thing so i thought that was kind of interesting for me as I was, as you're watching the olympics this week and all of those ice dancers <laughs> that do their thing and uh you can you can listen to that and kind of have a little bit of a Sound really smart with all your friends. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, that's French. I know that.
0: And it really, uh, it's not at all. <laughs> it, might, it probably
1: isn't. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to have you uh, check us out on a Sunday, upcoming Sunday. You've got some options, 9.30, 11, or 6 p.m. at the Uptown Theater in Richland. This next Sunday, we'll be doing week two of our It's Complicated series. It's a series on relationships. Check us out. You might have gotten a mail of this last week, um, or just check us out on the website, eastlaketricities.com. Have a great week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.